1: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read at PG 13.
2: Hey, everybody. Welcome down to Miami Gardens for Rapid Reaction. It's brought to you by Byers Auto, the college football playoff national title game. A wrap on Monday night alabama is the national champion uh, and really it wasn't even close in the second half 52-24 the buckeyes uh, traded some punches early on looked like we might be getting some of that uh, high stakes back and forth battle that i think many of us expected and then alabama just put their foot down injuries mounted ohio state uh, missing some key guys but you know they won't make any excuses about that because i'm not sure that it would have made a, a difference in a game that was won by this margin so this trying uh, challenging Uh, unprecedented season comes to an end for Ohio State one game short of the ultimate goal
0: yeah absolutely and uh, I expected I expected a uh, haymaker bowl is what I was calling it all along and it you know when it was 14-14 I'm thinking I'm getting exactly what I expected especially after Baron Browning caused that fumble and Ohio State converted it and uh, they're back in the game and but from then on it just seemed like Alabama just just had too much man I mean this was a great example of a bunch of great players coming together maybe for just one year on Alabama side and having a great uh, quarterback in my opinion, Mac Jones leading the attack and just really dissected uh, that Ohio State defense. You ever get in
1: trouble when you were a kid and you your parents would be like, don't make excuses and you're like I wasn't making an excuse. It's I was making an explanation, yes. <laughs> okay? The Buckeyes have excuses if they wanted to use them, but there are explanations, too. The Buckeyes were out-schemed tonight. They were out-coached. Steve Carthesian, uh toyed with Kerry Combs. The Buckeyes were obviously short-handed, you, down to your best defensive lineman in a game where you absolutely had to get pressure on the quarterback. Um, but then you also have to just give credit where credit's due. The Davey O'Brien winner, the Doak Walker winner, the Bolitnikoff winner, the Heisman winner, the Joe Moore offensive line award winners. The Maxwell this was trophy. The, this is the Winner. best offense in college football for a reason, and the Buckeyes knew they were going to have to come out and take shot for shot with them. And when you lose your best, se- your second-best weapon on offense in the last month, combine that with the fact that you have only played four games in the last two months, and I just don't think that maybe you just can't be ready for what Alabama was bringing with everything that they have with the – Everything else at the Buccaneers. Yeah, that's why I to asked Tough
0: Borland up the game: Is this an aberration? I mean, this was a collection of stars on Alabama side. Was this an aberration, or you know, of course, he's now out of college football, but you know, or is this what's coming down the road? Steve Sarkeesian going to uh, uh, Texas, etc. And I think you do have to have that collection of stars because you know Ohio State was pretty close, but like you just point out, when you lose Trey Sermon on yeah. the first play,
2: I think it's kind of a reminder of you know some of the what ifs that we talked about. When Ohio State's season ended last year, that was a collection of stars with Chase Young and Jeff Okuda, Damon Arnett, which is building into what the problem was tonight. Ohio State did not have the opportunities to build depth in the secondary. They had issues from game one through game eight, uh, and you take Cameron Brown out of the equation. They also had two guys who were veteran ex- with veteran experience who were kicked off the team uh, back in February. Another blow to the depth. I think sometimes that was forgotten about. You know this year as well you know trying to play maybe guys out of position and scrambling a little bit marcus williamson is not a safety he tried his best and he did some really good things against clemson but those seven games were not enough when you should have had twice as many and you still might not have been able to stop alabama that's something i said earlier
1: even the buckeyes at their very best tonight may not have been enough to beat this bama team because this is a great team but if you look at the difference Ohio State lost Jeff Okuda, lost Chase Young, lost J.K. Dobbins. All those guys came back for this Alabama team. I mean, mean, Najee Harris, who would have been a first-round pick last year. Uh, You know, Devontae Smith would have been a first-round pick. Jalen Waddle would have been a first-round pick. Alex Leatherwood would have been a a first- or second-round pick. These guys all came back for this. And so I guess for me, I'm wondering or hoping for Ohio State that a lot of these guys that have decisions to make maybe look across the field tonight and see what, what it took to get this done.
2: I think that's the number one question because, you know, a game like this, you know, we're sitting up in the press box and it was over for a while. You know, Ohio State came out and, you know, as I've said, it was a 14-14 game, 21-17. Uh, they scored that touchdown, great touchdown catch by Garrett Wilson. You thought, okay, well, maybe it's not over yet, but mm-hmm. they never seriously threatened. So there's not a lot to really break down about what happened beyond that on Monday night. And Ohio State's offseason now could be a hell of a lot more interesting because of the things that you talked about with the roster decisions, how many guys will want to come back for him. Um, it'll not be just that. Uh, Urban Meyer is almost certainly going to take the Jacksonville coaching job, and he may be coming to raid Ohio State of some key personnel guys, including on the coaching staff. Um, this week uh, could set the course for the future of the program, and all Ohio State really wanted was a chance to exhale, be done with taking yeah. daily COVID tests, um, you know, play for a national title, maybe win it. And now these next couple days could be a much more interesting Obviously, this is always going to be the case we play in this game for NFL draft decisions because the deadline, you know, I don't understand why, especially if there's no combine this year, why anyone would have to decide by next Monday. Um, But you have NFL draft decisions, coaches who are going to uh, be pursued by Urban Meyer to help fill that staff potentially this week. And then Ryan Day is going to have to potentially make some moves as well. That's a lot to handle right now.
0: Yeah, like Ryan Day was talking about after the game, uh, he'd like a a moment to exhale. And I'm not sure that that moment is coming immediately for him and and, and for his coaching staff, who's coming, who's going, who's staying, et cetera. You know, but I'm looking back at this game tonight, I really expected Ohio State to be more effective offensively based on what I'd seen from Alabama's defense through the season. This was not the greatest Alabama defense, but they made some key plays tonight to get those stops. That that was the – That was the gold standard in this game from a defensive standpoint, was one team or the other was going to get stops, throw the other team out of sync. That's exactly what Alabama got from its sometimes malign defense this year. And uh, Ohio State, you know, forced a three and out finally, you know, when it didn't really matter and then ran into the punter, but Alabama didn't take the penalty. My point is, yeah, there's a long ways to go on the defensive side of the ball for Ohio State to get back to Big Timeville. And like you said, if some key players leave offensively like you expect them to do, uh, next year is going to definitely fall into that rebuilding mode. I don't know
1: that it has to. And a lot of those decisions start on Tuesday. Josh Meyer said he's going to be making his decision on Tuesday. Haskell Garrett's decision is coming. If Haskell Garrett returns then and Tommy Toggeye returns and Tyreek Smith returns, you have a pretty pretty good offensive, uh, defensive front to, yeah. to bring back. To, they're going to need losing their top four linebackers. But, you know, going to the game itself, like we talked all week about what tempo would Ohio State come out running. And I, I, maybe maybe losing Trey Sermon on play one changed the tempo, but it seemed like they really had no idea what they wanted to do with the offense. They'd hurry to the line of scrimmage, clap, yeah. and then take a step back. And, and multiple times they had Bama kind of on their heels, and I, it was just a very discombobulated
0: group. Yeah, the fourth and one run to the edge, you know, in the game – there was still a little bit of a shot well, that, was the, the that was the end of the game. That uh, was the end of the game. For all intents and purposes. Yeah.
2: And I think when you're looking at this, and, like, you know, Master Teague runs extremely hard. And when he gets down by the goal line, you're not going to deny him. But he is not the same. He does not have the same vision. He does not have the same explosiveness of Trey Sermon. And that's why Marcus Crowley was in the game at times tonight. You could tell that Ohio State knew they needed something else in the backfield than what Teague could provide them. There was yeah. that, that, you know, that whole – I don't remember if that was in the start of the third quarter or the second quarter, Tim.
0: Yeah. But you and I were talking about it. was right yeah. there
2: to the left. Oh, my Master gosh. Teague just only went one way into the line, a couple-yard gain When You know, it was the kind of run that we saw Trey Sermon take out the gate and all the way for a touchdown. Again, that's not – I'm not saying that to knock Master Teague. He's just never done anything like what Trey Sermon did. And to lose him on the opening drive had to change things. Uh, and I thought that Ohio State would go with much more tempo, like you said, Byrne, because the teams that have had success against Alabama – have played with two tight ends, and they've gone really fast.
1: Well, you saw what they could do in the second half when they opened it up in the passing game a little bit, rolling Justin Fields out, looking for the, the Olave and Garrett Wilson on the outside. That really was where the offense was was going to make hay today. And, uh, again, I don't know. Last time I, I watched Ohio State lose a very important player on the first play of the game in the national championship game, ended up similarly uh, 41-14 to in 20, 2007. So yeah. um, you just, it, you know. Well, again, we get to know these kids, and I don't know if you saw Jonathan Cooper at the end. I saw him you know last one off the field. He's just sitting there. He he's sitting there watching that celebration, and it sucks, man. Like these are these are kids, and you know I know that for a lot of people watching, this is you know life and death, but it's really their yeah. life, and uh, it, it's you hope that the kids that are coming back. Do what they did to clemson they that they find that motivation i don't think you're going to have 52 to 24 written all over the walls of the woody hazel Athletic center but it's a humbling ending to a season that has provided piece after piece after piece of humble pie yeah,
0: and sometimes life lesson life's lesson is the other team is just better than you that was clearly the case tonight agreed yeah i mean you know right, on, right from a scheme as we talked about a while ago with Steve Sarkeesian. I thought Alabama did some really good things defensively to get pressure on Justin Fields in key moments. Uh, But I always thought Ohio State's best shot was to come in here and throw like 45, 40 passes or so with Trey Sermon augmenting that. They didn't even get to that aspect of it because of the disjointed nature of it. But you know, what what a still what a season to remember. They still got to the championship game against the team everybody thought they would play in the first place in this championship game. And it's it's so such bittersweet kind of feelings right now because the twenty twenty season is now over. A season that at one point it didn't look like High State was even gonna have a chance to have. And it's weird that it ends like this, you know, almost like a huge disappointment. But a bigger disappointment would be starting your season next week. But that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem with being
1: a sports fan, I guess. Is pretty much everyone's year ends sad, and that's I mean yeah. that's, that's the way it goes. And it shouldn't uh, erase the, the the ability to look back on watching Justin Fields play at Ohio State and think that you saw something truly special. I mean, it didn't end the way he wanted for sure. Sean Wade even was talking, I mean, obviously, he played pretty rough again. And he was talking in the postgame about, hey, maybe he'll come back again because he doesn't want this to be the way it goes out. But hopefully, for those people out there watching and listening, that this season, for everything it took to make it happen, has allowed you to have some moments of normalcy in your life.
2: <laughs> it was anything but normal. I mean, I this just covering this year, I can't imagine what it was like for – in Ryan Day and the coaching staff and the players to be in it on a daily basis. But it's just, there was no rhythm to get ready to go cover a game. you and I drove to Illinois to get ready for a game in November, and Ohio State never made the trip. They couldn't get on the plane. They had, that was when the outbreak started.
0: 10 o'clock at night, game on, uh, game call. It's been incredibly
2: bizarre, but you know, the, the alternative was zero games in August. So I hope the fact, I guess there's some solace in for, or there should be for Ohio State, ryan day they've got a fourth consecutive big 10 trophy they've got a a ring some celebration or trophy whatever whatever you get in the sugar bowl they're going to have some championship rings they're going to have a couple pieces of trophy some hardware um and they're going to be back next year like whatever happens with the nfl decisions whatever happens with the coaching staff this is one still going to be one of the most talented rosters in the country oh yeah they're still going to be the favorites in the big 10 um you know the there's no reason to panic about what happened to him. I sound like Brian Kelly when I say that, like, don't go yeah. jump off a bridge. Like, nobody was beating Alabama. No. Right?
0: There's G- no need G- for an accident or anything. This is the best team I ever. just hate to see Wyatt Davis limp off the field. You know, I mean, that's uh, unfortunate. Uh, Trey Sermon with his, with his situation, et cetera. Those are the guys you really feel for because they didn't get to give that final big punch, even though when Wyatt left near the end of, I think it was near the, end of the first half, you know, Things were kind of well in hand at, the, at that point, but uh, they still had some shots. But but you're, you're right. I mean, what sticks out to me is the way Justin Fields played against Clemson uh, 11 days ago. One of the great quarterback games ever. Yeah. It's definitely about an Ohio State quarterback. And uh, winning that Big Ten championship, you know, yeah, hard-fought Big Ten championship, but finding a way to win a fourth straight Big Ten championship, like he pointed out. Yeah, yeah there are memories here uh, once you get past the cloud.
2: Anything else, Brent Nope. There's going to be a lot more uh, coverage, obviously, in the days ahead as we unpack what happened uh, on Monday night in the title game and, and Ohio State starts laying some of the foundation for that 2021 season, which will hopefully go a lot more smoothly and more normally. We'll see. There's still uh, some some ways to go there, of course. That's Tim May, Jeremy Birmingham. I'm Oscar Ward. Thanks so much for everybody following along with our coverage all year as they turn the lights out here on Hard Rock, at Hard Rock Stadium. That means it's a good time for us to go as well. Uh, thanks again for following along at LettermanRow.com.